0: Welcome, I'm Connor Beaton, and this is The Man Talk Show, training for men and answers for women. And joining me today is an anonymous guest, and we're gonna dive into helping him uh, heal some of his childhood trauma, loss, grief, venom uh, and some of the struggles that he's had in relationships. So this episode is fairly revealing about his own personal life. Again, he's an anonymous guest, But you're going to learn about the details and the impact that uh, loss and trauma can have within our childhood. So this episode is a really great resource and example of uh, what it can look like for someone to get into the core of their own emotions. It's a very good example of what it looks like for individuals uh, who have suffered loss, who have suffered grief. And not been able to feel it or deal with it in their childhood, the ramifications and impacts of that later on in life. So this is a really powerful and profound um, opportunity to sort of see the connection between our past pain and our current day challenges. So this guest was um, wonderful and and so open to the experience and so open to just being um, coached and given some feedback and led through a little bit of an exercise and experience. So make sure that you share this with a friend. It's a really great resource and episode for those who have experienced loss or grief. And feel free to listen with your partner. I think this is a great, uh, one of those great episodes to listen to with your partner, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your challenges. And just to have a reminder, a, a subtle reminder that our past does influence our present and when we're not aware of it when we haven't actually done the work um, to maybe heal it move through it integrate it in the proper way that past pain will continue to show up in a multitude of ways in many different ways that can impact our present and our future um, in in means that we that we actually don't really want most of the time so uh, anyway just before i bring in the anonymous guest quick reminder um, for everyone that's out there, uh, for all the men, the Alliance is open. It's an online men's group that I'm running, um, and it's free right now. So if you're interested in having some support and doing some men's work, go to Connorbeaton.com and find the Alliance. Uh, it's right on the main page, and you will have access to it for free for the next two months. And for all the couples that are out there, just a quick reminder that Vienna and I have our Relationship Foundations course uh, it is called Get the Love You Want. It's a 12-week pro sorry, 6 <laughs> not 12-week, it's 12, 12 modules, but a six-week program. Um, and we dive into everything from sex and intimacy to communication and moving through conflicts. So definitely check that out. Again, that's on my website, com. Okay, without any further delay, uh, please welcome my anonymous guest. All right, my anonymous guest, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks for having me. Good, my friend, good. Okay, well, let's just start off with, with why you're here and uh, what you're hoping to work on.
1: Um, I'm here basically to continue with the work that I've already been doing. Um, I lived a life for 10 years or so of essentially having two lives, having two partners, constant lying, uh, constant juggling. You know, and just really, essentially, I was miserable because it wasn't an enjoyable way to live my life of constant stress. But also uh the shame of, of of doing that to people that I genuinely loved, didn't know how to get out of it and justified it to myself for so many years that, you know, I guess I'm trying to, to work on healing myself for,
0: mm-hmm. from that part of my life. Yeah. Yeah, good. And so, so if you could resolve anything in this call today, what would it be?
1: I think clarity, getting some more clarity about uh, moving forwards and and opening myself up to to new opportunities, and not not dwelling on what I've done previously.
0: Mm, all right. And what have you found yourself dwelling on from the past? I think the fact that I did it, <laughs> you know, in a in a big way. The
1: the sort of I guess the shock now that I'm happy to acknowledge that I did it and and owning it, the shock that I actually allowed that to happen, knowing what I know now about myself, the shock that I allowed myself to justify it for so long is probably what I dwell on the the most.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's surprising about that to you? Like when you look back and, and actually maybe before we dive into that too deep, can you maybe just unpack for the listener and for myself, what did happen? And uh, without without sort of you know putting up the whole story, can you give us a little bit of like a timeline so that the listener has some ideas in, in terms of what you're referencing?
1: Yeah, of course So I uh, was together with a girl for six or so years. It was a great relationship but there was something missing. I had daughter and thought the world of a better just it just didn't I, I it didn't seem right for me as a fit for me for her and her for me, uh, in my eyes. So I broke up with her um and thought I was doing the right thing. Still, you know, very much cared about her, but just didn't feel right to be in a relationship. Uh, and I had met another girl as well. Um and we hadn't started seeing each other before I'd broken up at all. Um and fell for her you know, she was amazing. She sort of, you know, there was a, a spark went off and I was just, uh, I guess, head over heels very quickly. Um, And it was great. And then the previous girlfriend, we still chatted here and there. We were still, you know, still uh, in contact. And I guess as a friendship, we're spending a lot of time and I knew it was wrong and I didn't know how to stop it because I didn't want to have another hard conversation and and upset her because she was saying she wanted to get back together with me. I didn't know how I could actually, I guess, pull the trigger and say, look, it's not going to happen. I'm happy to be your friend. I couldn't do that. I couldn't bring myself to to have that conversation. So then we very slowly started seeing each other again. Um, Nothing really physical happened at all. I made many a lie to to avoid that. Uh, you know, and it was just spending time with her, but certainly as her, her boyfriend and, and, and juggling the two of them and that went on for, for 10 years, you know, of, of constant lies mm. and reasons for me not to be there for these nights and, you know, it's just basically built a life of, of, of bullshit for, for lack of a better word you know, to, to hide what I was doing because I couldn't, you know, I I didn't have the the guts to have the the honest conversations and do what was right for them as well as myself.
0: Yeah. So when you, when you put yourself back into that situation and you find yourself sort of like living that, that dual life, right. Of having a relationship, but also sort of like would you would you say that you had two full relationships at the same time or you had a full relationship and and we're having like an affair on the side? How would you how would you qualify two, that? Two, 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 definitely two full relationships. Yeah.
1: Because,
0: uh, yeah. It, it certainly wasn't an affair. Both
1: those women saw me as their partner and I saw both of them as my
0: partner and it was just a, a juggling of, of nonsense. Mhm. What was exciting about that for you at the time?
1: Um To be perfectly honest, nothing. Hmm. It wasn't an enjoyable process for me. It
0: it, it
1: wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is, I'm living on the edge, and this is, you know, I hope I don't get caught, and was loving that. I hated it. Um, Yeah. Because I I genuinely, it's often when I talk to people about this, they find it strange. I genuinely love them for different Mm -hmm. reasons, you know, like it wasn't a case of... uh, uh of being like a player or anything, you know, like I I uh love my time with both of these people. Um so yeah it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't exciting. Yeah <laughs> it was
0: nice yeah. to be with
1: them because I love them but it wasn't a case of of you know
0: sneaking around and loving it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what kept what kept you in that situation for so long?
1: I love spending time with both of them. Um and couldn't see how I could do that, but in a way that keep them both in my life without hurting them, and I I couldn't bring myself to hurt one of
0: them. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. And based on what you know now, because it's been a little bit of time since this happened, right? I think about two years, if I'm not mistaken? A year,
1: yeah, close to a year now.
0: Okay, close to a year. So based on, on what you know now, What have you discovered about why this transpired? Um,
1: I'd say the main discovery is that I, to be perfectly honest, I probably didn't love myself as much as I thought I did Mm -hmm. and was very afraid of losing people and hurting people. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and incredibly selfishly wanted to hang on to people without allowing them to go off and do their thing and make their own decisions. I did everything I could to keep them, um, you know, and was, tried to be incredibly loving when I was there with them and, and things like that. And I guess in a manipulative, manipulative way, not that I didn't genuinely have those feelings, but I'm very much focused on that making sure that they felt loved so they wouldn't leave.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just a few questions. So I didn't, I didn't want either of them to leave because <laughs>
1: Because I love them, you know, <laughs> because I, I, you know, they meant so much to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And losing, losing people feels. Horrendous. Mm-hmm. Being responsible for that loss is.
1: It's as, as strong as death.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I know just based on, just based on some of what you wrote in before we uh, jumped on and I got to kind of go through some of your past. Um, you had mentioned that you lost your, your mom at an early age. Yeah, when I was is that, 15, is that correct, yeah,
1: as a fifteen year old.
0: Okay. Do you mind sharing just a little bit about what happened there?
1: Yeah, no problems. Uh so she passed away from cancer uh after mm. about a three year battle. Um, I think it was. Uh and you know, that was just such a huge turning point for me in my life. I was sort of at an age, and I was—I was already a, a pretty angry teenage boy, you know, like quite aggressive and loved contact sport and and all that sort of thing. And that, I guess that that happening, kind of doubled down on on aggression and inability to deal with other emotions. So, yeah, I, I
0: sort of closed myself off to
1: experience anything other than being angry.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Have, have you explored that at all? Like the loss of, of her? Yeah,
1: I have. I uh, strangely, since sort of it all coming out of what I was doing, I've been better with, uh, dealing with the grief and working on the grief and had a lot more progress than I ever have beforehand.
0: Hmm. Good. Good. What's been, what have, what's really been sort of like revealed to you through that process so far?
1: Strangely, it's been, I've seen my mum as more human. I had this picture of her in my, my mind of this angel, which she was, but someone who, you know, was faultless and just the epitome of all the good things in the world. Um, And in the last eight months or so, I sort of explored a lot more who she was and, realized that she had characteristics some that are very similar to mine and I guess coping mechanisms for her that I essentially copied and in some mm-hmm. ways got into the decision I was because I was copying some of the, the ways that she she lived her life um, and it, in some ways it sort of brought me a little bit closer to her and more understanding of the, the grief
0: yeah good okay can you can you maybe just speak a little bit to those those similarities that you've discovered?
1: Yeah, absolutely. She So she was very much, a, she was hugely generous, over-the-top generous, but also avoided hurting people. Mm. She would struggle with, you know, in a, in a, I guess a simplified version of someone invited her around to their house and she didn't want to go, she'd always still say yes and go. She didn't mm. have that ability to say no. no. Or if she did, she'd make up some ridiculous excuse there. To not go and then would dwell on the the excuse that she made and feel guilty. So it's that was very
0: much a character type, as she really struggled with saying no to people. Yeah, have you have you ever heard of the term of retroactive self anger? No, I haven't. Okay, cool. So we're well, we're just going to talk about a little bit uh, here, and then I'll have I'll have a few more questions for you. But so retroactive self anger is something that comes up a lot um, with with. I mean, people, men, women alike, um, especially when they have made a decision for themselves that goes against what they actually desire, right? So let's just say yeah. uh, you don't want, you want to go out with your friends and socialize, but you don't want to drink. And then you get there and, you know, they convince you to have a drink and then you end up having five or six, getting a little liquored, wake up the next yeah. morning. And there's that internal dialogue of like, Shit! Like, why did I do that? Now I'm pissed off. I'm hungover. You know, I broke my word with myself. So retroactive self-anger shows up when we have made this a decision in the past that we know in that moment wasn't in integrity, wasn't what we wanted, wasn't what we needed. Um, and over time, that those decisions can create an immense amount of tension mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, spiritually. Mostly because. What it teaches us is that we can't trust ourselves, right? We can't trust our own decisions and we can't, we basically break trust with ourselves, right? Like that's, that's what that does. So when you look back at your uh, situation where you were, you know, sort of like living these two different relationships, what was the anger that you had towards yourself in that moment? What did the internal dialogue sound like?
1: Uh, It was very... It was critical, uh, but I was incredibly good at shutting it down quickly and saying, look, I'm loving these people. I'm, I'm treating them really well. Mm. They feel loved. I'm supportive of them. You know, I'll do anything I can for them. So Mm. the, the dialogue wasn't hugely critical until after the fact, uh, because Mm -hmm. I did get so good. Sorry, my dog's just growling. (laughs) Uh, I was, I became very good at, at justifying the things that I'd done by saying I'm doing it through love, essentially, and doing the right thing.
0: Mm. And so after after it all sort of collapsed, yep. uh, what did the anger sound like then? Uh, it was incredible. You know,
1: you're worthless. You didn't deserve either of them anyway. Um, you know, how could you do this to people who were incredible, who, did, who were nothing but good to you? Um, mm. You know, very that you know, I'm not deserving of, of anything good and the shame that I brought on
0: myself and the hurt that I've done to these people is, you know, it's unforgivable. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank, thank you for sharing that. Where Where would you say that you are on the path of of forgiveness for the actions for what's happened in the past? I'm far further
1: along uh, than I was. I'm now, you know, understand the idea that i only know you only know what you know you know and i had closed myself off to so many things previously that i'm now looking into in terms of you know uh, i guess traits that i'd learned and followed um and reasons why i did things uh and i guess accepting of those things and as long as I'm doing the work and trying to improve, I'm okay. You know, like I'm I'm okay mm-hmm. with myself. If I I really struggle, if I become stagnant, and uh, I guess don't push myself to investigate and think and own stuff, I then I become quite ser- uh, self-critical again. But if I'm if I'm willing mm-hmm. to look at things and say, yeah, I did that, um, and look at the why's and understand why, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I'm okay, and I feel a lot better about myself.
0: Good, good. And where where do you find yourself now? Are you in a relationship? Are you faced with decisions or choices right now? Like, could you tell me a little bit about where you're at now.
1: Yeah, at the moment, in a um, in a relationship. that's it's quite a tricky one. The the lady I'm with now, I absolutely love and, and think the world of her. Uh, she has a an ex partner who we uh, have children and he's still part of their life and he makes it a little bit hard um, for her to sort of move forward in many ways she handles it incredibly well I think but it's a tough situation but in, in some ways it's it still gives me enough space to continue working on myself at the same time and uh, you know it's challenging but but I still feel I'm sort of growing through this as well which is which is good and she's yeah she's amazing. Exactly.
0: Awesome. There's a, a good future there. Good. good, 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 Okay. All right. Well, let's just do a little bit of, of exploration. We're gonna we're just gonna go digging, if you will. Is that cool? Please. Yeah, of course. All right. So, um, I'll I'll just get you to close your eyes if that's okay for right now. So just take a just take a deep breath in through your nose, and out. Good. And one more breath. Good. All right, so right now I feel relaxed. Mhm. And
1: excited for life.
0: Mhm. And I am open. And I'm open to
1: whatever may come.
0: Mhm. And in the past I wasn't open because
1: I purposely closed myself off to every emotion other than anger.
0: Hmm. I did that because?
1: I wanted to feel safe.
0: Mm -hmm. I was really trying to protect myself from the emotion of? Grief,
1: sadness.
0: uh, The realities
1: of what I was actually feeling.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. I was feeling that way
1: because? I'd lost my mom. I, I felt insecure about myself and, and where I was going.
0: Mm. One more deep breath. No. Good. So, what I tend to hide about myself is.
1: Who I really am.
0: Mm. Because who I really am is. Uncomfortable and vulnerable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable with
1: being open with my, my true experiences.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Deep breath. So growing up as a kid, my father was
1: there physically, but not emotionally always.
0: Mm. His anger was
1: delivered in different ways. Meaning? He, his, his childhood, uh, he wasn't, was quite emotionless as well from, from his mother. Uh, so he very much shut things down himself. Uh, and was just a very logical thinker as opposed to emotionally thought out. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. The emotion that he seemed to hide from me was vulnerability and Being outwardly loving. -hmm. And and to me, that felt
1: difficult to navigate.
0: Mm -hmm. What I really craved from him as a kid was gentleness. Mm. And
1: Uh, I guess the words that
0: I love you. Yeah, saying that feels
1: kind of uncomfortable.
0: Mm. Where do you feel it in your body? Uh, In my chest. All right. Breathe into wherever you feel it and just let that sensation expand. Whether it's uncomfortable or not. So when I think about myself as a boy, how old I feel is. 15. Hmm. 15 year old me was. Lost. And? Angry. Mm Mm-hmm yeah i was lost because
1: i didn't know what direction to go in i you know my life got split in half and i just i didn't know how to cope or where to where to turn to for help
0: yeah and i was angry because i felt i was alone i was really angry with
1: uh, my family and uh, teachers and, and people
0: who i thought would would know what to do yeah the direction that i needed in that time was you know that things were going to be okay you know and it
1: was okay to, yeah. to feel my emotions
0: yeah what i wish somebody would have told me then was you're allowed to be sad you're allowed to be you're allowed to cry
1: you're allowed to be upset
0: hmm. breathe into it no And just if you can, remember what it was like to feel like that 15-year-old. Just remember what it was like to have that anger in you, that frustration, that feeling of lostness, the anger towards people who couldn't seem to get it right to help you, the frustration of wanting people to be able to support you and guide you after your loss, but not being able to receive that. So where I feel that anger in my body right now is in my chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breathe into it. Now. So if that 15 year old boy had a voice, he'd probably say, help me, uh, help me. I'm terrified. Help me, what?
1: You know, it's, help me understand what to do.
0: Yeah. Who is he speaking to?
1: His older brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah. So if that 15-year-old boy had a voice and could speak to his dad, he'd say, Please, you know,
1: support me. Let me feel supported.
0: Yeah, what I need from you right now is? Just love and understanding and patience. Why can't you?
1: Tell me how you... And tell me that you you're there for me.
0: Hmm. If that 15 year old boy could speak to his siblings, he'd say, "Please help me. You know? uh, give me some guidance." Hmm. Mm-hmm. And behind behind my anger is fear and sadness. Hmm. Breathe into it. So where I feel that sadness in my body is? In my stomach. Hmm. Uh, just let it be there. Let it expand a little bit. So if that sadness had a shape, it would look like? There's a circle. Hmm. And if it had a color, it would be? Blue. Hmm. And if that sadness had a voice, it would sound like? Tears. Crying. Hmm. Yeah. So, if it could speak, it would say... I just want this to go away. I just want to feel complete again. Yeah. What happened to my mom was... Unfair. Yeah. Can you say that again? Unfair. Yeah. Can you say the whole thing? What happened to my mom was...
1: What what
0: happened to my mom was unfair. Yeah. It was unfair because... It was unfair because... She was uh,
1: everything to to me and my brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Watching her get taken by cancer was... Watching her get taken by cancer was uh, just
1: horrendous, heartbreaking.
0: I felt like I lost...
1: I felt like I lost everything.
0: Yeah it's okay stay with it stay with it just breathe into it if you can yeah yeah so right now i feel
1: right now i feel
0: uh sad yeah carrying around that sadness for years has been
1: incredibly heavy
0: yeah the impact it's had on me is Uh, monumental huge yeah one more deep breath in now <sighs> that good work all right so just keep your eyes closed i just want you to visualize f- and feel feel what it was like to have her around you feel what it was like to be around your mom so being around her felt it
1: happiness hmm yeah
0: so if she was in the room right now she was sitting across from me that 15 year old boy would say
1: tell her that i love her thank you
0: keep going um I, how much i miss her yeah, um, i miss your i miss your laugh <sighs> I miss your support.
1: Miss your humor, your wisdom, your guidance. Mm. Just
0: your love. Hey, you're doing great. So what I really would love to ask her right now if she was here is (sighs) is she proud of me? Is she am I? the person that she had wished I'd become yeah. yeah what I felt like she saw in me was kindness and uh, strong spirit hmm breathe in deep breath ah <sighs> So keep talking to her. I'm sorry for... I'm sorry
1: for not expressing to you how much I loved and how much you meant to me. I didn't know how. I didn't have those words when you were around. I didn't know how to express those things. Um, I'm sorry for how I lived my life for the last 10 years.
0: Uh, I... Yeah, I feel like I feel like I let you down because I feel, I feel like I let you down because I wasn't treating amazing people
1: how they deserve to be treated and I wasn't living a life that I deserved
0: in the slightest either. so I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that you I had to
1: I guess watch over me as I was doing those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't stop them. Yeah, what I was trying to understand was... What I was trying to understand was how I could,
1: I guess, live my life and get out of a situation that I felt stuck in and couldn't see a way of exiting it.
0: Mm. I, I wanted to make you proud so badly because...
1: I wanted to make you proud so badly because... And I'm so proud to be your son. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Can you say that last part again? I wanted to make you proud so badly because I'm so proud to be your son. Yeah. Yeah. You taught me that women are. Incredible. Yeah. Hmm. Deep breath. (sighs) No. Yeah. If the man in me could speak, he'd say?
1: The man in me could speak, he'd say, I admire the people you know, that I hurt um, so much and, and so thankful for everything they did for me.
0: Yeah, and I, and I tend to date women who... I tend to date women who are kind and generous and uh,
1: uh, 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 giving,
0: yeah, and that reminds me of you because
1: it reminds me of you because uh, that's everything you were, you were the epitome of kindness and and generosity.
0: Yeah. So I was trying to use other women to fill the loss of you because I missed you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you just didn't know how to cope with it, right? You're a kid. Yeah. One more deep breath. Good. So just feel back into your body. Feel all the emotions that are there, whatever's coming up. The sadness, the anger, the joy, the whole thing. Just feel it all. See how much of it you can feel. And just lean into that. Expand your edge. All right. One more breath. Good. Now. and I want you to just tune into that 15-year-old boy who is angry. Just reconnect with him. Yeah. So what he wish he, what that 15-year-old boy wishes he could have said to the world was.
1: I'm sad and I'm scared.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if his anger could speak, it would have said, Why Why did this happen? Why Why would she be taken away? Mm Mm-hmm. And if if he wasn't being so nice, he'd say, Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Fuck everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, If the anger in me could speak to my mom's cancer, it would say, (laughs) Fuck my anger.
1: You're the devil. You you took everything.
0: Yeah. Say it directly to it. Fuck you for. Fuck you for taking my mom. Yeah. Yeah. You, just fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been angry at you for.
1: <laughs> the rest of my life. You know, I've been angry at you for taking her away from me. For. for Uh, unearthing me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What you did to her was? What you did to her was horrendous. It was Mm -hmm. cruel. Yeah. The pain that you caused her was? It's disgusting. It was just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Deep breath in. No. If the cancer could speak back to you, it would say... I vision of as an evil saying say like, fuck you back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I did I did what I did because That's what I do. You're that's what it. I do. Yeah. That's all that I do. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how I'd want to reply to that is beat the shit out of it, punch it in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one more breath. I know. Yeah. So answering these questions has felt hard, but relieving. Yeah, how come? I don't think deeply about this
1: stuff enough. <laughs>
0: so mm. doing
1: it feels like there's a, a vent
0: of, of pressure. Yeah. Good. Good. So just stay connected. Take one more deep breath in. Just keep feeling into what those emotions are. All right. So I haven't wanted to forgive the cancer because it took so much away from me. Yeah. Just allow yourself just, to, just a little bit more to speak to it. So what you did to my family was, and really mean mm-hmm. it, I really want you to come from a place of anger mm-hmm. and it's okay. I really you mean. It.
1: everything up. You, know, you took away. I guess the thing that made us all close. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck you, you. You ripped, you know, like the, the earth out. Underneath me, there. you just took it away. Fuck <laughs> yeah.
0: this shit. Yeah, what I saw you do to my siblings is...
1: I did the same thing as you did to me.
0: You took away the person that brought them
1: grounding in peace in many ways. Yeah.
0: yeah. Stole it. Good. De- one more deep breath. And now, Yeah, one more good yeah so letting go some of that anger feels really good Uh uh-huh yeah it's been in there for years yeah long time long time yeah good yeah so one more breath No. Uh, so, if my mom was here right now, the last thing I want to say to her is, "Please continue to be with me, and yeah, your spirit,
1: stay." And you know, my life's just getting so much better, and I'm proud of who I am and who I'm going to become. Please come with me.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah, I know you'd be proud of me today because I I'm doing what I need to do to be a better person and treat the people in my life who I love with the
1: respect they deserve.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm. One more breath. No. Yeah. How I think she'd respond to me is and smile and just told she loves me and believes in me. Yeah. Yeah, her smile was. It was yeah. It was beautiful. Can you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. Where?
1: Uh sort of in my chest.
0: Yeah. Do I breathe into that. Just breathe into that little piece of joy. You <sighs> <and> know. Yeah. <laughs> immediate smile i know people can't i know i can't see you but that's okay deep breath in Now yeah so the sadness i've been hiding from the world is uh, warranted but needs to change yeah yeah listening to it now feels real and honest yeah what it's saying to me right now is it's okay to feel like this, yeah thank you for uh, thank you for being a part of me and driving me, yeah, thank you for listening to me yeah, I think yeah that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. thank you yeah. for allowing me to 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 feel this, yeah. Good. All right. One more breath. And now if that 15 year old boy could speak to me right now, he'd probably say. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's about, it's about time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Thank you for. Thank you for
1: Allowing me to be open and and honest and actually feel truly deeply
0: instead of putting the brakes on it. Yeah. Thanks for teaching me how to (sighs) be free. Hmm. Yeah. Deep breath. That's a good one. Good. So what I know now that I didn't know before is? I can be free, like being sad and expressing it in freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the kindness that I'm seeking from women is? Beautiful. And it's okay. Yeah. And how I need to give it to myself now is? Being open
1: and honest with myself and accepting of myself.
0: Yeah, and giving myself permission to feel and love how I want to love and focus. Yeah. it. Yeah, good. All right, one more deep breath, and then when you're wow. ready, you can open your eyes. Come back in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how, oh, you how you doing? How you
1: doing? Good.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. how are you feeling it's okay, it's okay. It's just take a second take a second it's all good yeah yeah that was good <laughs> <laughs> just uh maybe if you can just let's just explore how, how are you feeling right now what, what are you feeling after doing that exercise
1: um I feel relaxed um I feel A a sense of freedom. It's you know I've I've explored grief and things before, um, but I've never focused it on why I was angry and what I was angry at, Uh, and it was really nice as I was, you know, swearing at cancer, saying I wanted to punch it in the face. I felt good, you know, like it was nice to. Express that at something because you know, like I've, I've, I guess, I've in some ways been angry at my mum for leaving me and felt bad about that. It was nice to have something to focus my anger on and you know, put a not a face to it, but put a, a, a thing, a, a label on it, some direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's you know it it makes so much sense right here here you are you know a teenage kid you respect and and love and idolize you know this woman who's your mom she's incredible light in your life you know just the way you talk about her i can feel how much you really cared about her right and all of a sudden something come along, comes along and takes that away from you and you know i mean i don't know if you know many teenagers but they're just a little bundle of chemicals <laughs> hormones and emotions right? I mean it's just like <laughs> <laughs> right so like so ima- imagine that type of loss imagine that type of loss at that age right I mean it's it's hard it's challenging it's it's inconsolable and confusing and all the things right all the things all at once and so I think you know there's a part of you that maybe was seeking a, a way to deal with it but be a, a wanting to recreate that dynamic where you just had this you know perfect person this woman in your life that you loved yeah. and cared about so much and and that that can lead us down paths that cause us to break integrity right and and, and this isn't just the sort of like you know reason that we're going to put over top of it but it you know, it, it's understandable that it caused you to go down that path. So when you look back at uh, some of the work, and, and I'm going to give you a little bit of right. work to do after this, and, and I think this will land with people that, that have lost parents, that have lost loved ones, because it's something that's very common. And, and I think loss is such an interesting thing, because it's not just, not just loss in terms of mortality, okay. but we can lose parents to alcoholism. We can lose parents to drugs. We can lose parents to divorce. Yeah. I mean, it, we can lose parents to work. Right? It can happen for a multitude of reasons. And so, you know, I think for you, I'm curious a, a little bit. I'm curious, but a lot in your family system and some of the other pieces you yeah, know that are there. Yeah. We only have so much time in these in these interviews and sessions. Um, but just tell me a little bit about what it was like to experience your anger towards the cancer right towards the 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 sort of like quote-unquote culprit that took her away from you what was that like
1: in that moment just before yeah yeah it was um yeah as i said it was very free it was it was a relief because Mm -hmm. i haven't had something to direct my anger towards you know, I felt a lot of anger towards my brothers and sisters and, you know, only up until probably a year ago when it was pointed out to me that they lost their mum too, you know, like they were doing. They were young, you know, they were. Uh, the oldest was only early 20s, so, you know, or mid-20s. So it wasn't like they knew how to handle it. You know, everyone was only doing the best with what they knew, including my dad as well, you know. But so I, it was nice in that moment just before to, have something to focus my anger on and, and vent it at something that i felt could kind of absorb it and deserve mm-hmm. it. whereas i guess i always knew that my anger towards my family wasn't really particularly justified but again it, it was is what i focused on because i thought
0: they should be fixing me because i'm the youngest right, right 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 yeah yeah that makes total sense right and And there's, you know, I think one of the things that you mentioned when we were going through the exercise was just sort of like the, the, not, not guilt necessarily, but that frustration of like, almost like making mom wrong for having left you or like being mad at her for leaving you, which is normal, but also you could, you could tell you're like, I felt guilty for it and I couldn't access the anger properly. So I'm, I'm going to give you two. (laughs) <laughs> two sort of like prescriptions, right? The mental, <laughs> the mental prescriptions. <laughs> I am gonna, yeah, I am gonna give you some homework, some an assignment, and and anyone can do this. Whoever's tuning in, um, you know, if this individual story has resonated with you, but um, for you specifically, so I am gonna get you to write one letter. Yep. Okay, and the letter is going to be uh, towards the cancer. Okay, and I want that letter to be from the teenage boy to the cancer. And really, in as much detail as you can, let let all the cards out on the table. Tell it exactly what it was like to be that 15 year old boy and have the cancer take your mom. Like, really, l- let it all out. Tell it what it what it took from you, what it t- what you saw it take from your family, or what it was like to be a, a teenage kid that that lost his mom. What it made you question. And, you know, this letter might be a few pages. It might be something that you do over the course of a week yep. or two. Okay. Um, but moment. say what you need to say. There's plenty What's of time at the moment. We've lost a life. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Some, some right. Some good quarantine therapy. This is good. Um, yeah. So that's going to be part one. And then part two is I want you to journal to your to your mom for the next okay. two weeks every day. Just a little note every day. And I just want you to reconnect with that like maternal archetype within you and just have a bit of a dialogue. Um, Just so just like two weeks, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. This is how I'm growing and and create a vehicle for you to say all the things that have gone left unsaid in decades. Right. And and maybe start with, you know, after she left. Okay. Um, and then work your way up to where you are right now. Yeah, I really love that. That's you know I
1: I used to have a habit of talking to her a lot, and then when I was yeah. living a shitty life, I stopped. You know, I didn't feel I had anything really proud that I was proud of to tell her, and that really stopped. So I, I love that idea of starting that again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just reconnect with that part within you and you know, with within your within your life and reconnect with her and the essence. Um, I think that'll be powerful. And and then maybe what we can do is you know, if you want in a couple months, you can reach back out and we'll we'll schedule around two. Oh, man, we'll, talk, we'll talk about some relationship stuff. I know we didn't dive into that. Yeah, um okay. but you know I think this this is sort of at the core, right? This, this sort of supersedes the relationship stuff. And I, I think it, I just kind of got a sense that it needed to be touched on. So absolutely. I'd love to do yeah. that. Awesome, brother. All right. Well, Man. I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank you showing you. up today and diving in fully amazing, amazing work um, <laughs> for you. everyone. Thank
1: that.
0: Yeah, of course. And for, for everyone that's out there listening, don't forget to share this podcast episode. If you know, someone Um, that may have gone through a a similar situation or dealing with grief or loss, Uh, share this episode with a few people. And uh, until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.